Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished watching Gundam Build Fighters and decided to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy. I'm the pilot of the Gibbous Moonship. I'm Tyler. My name is Zach. Uh, today we are watching episode 23 of Reconquista NG, The Sound of a New Type. What does that Did have you to do hear with the... the... <laughs> yes. When, when Rock Pie dies, Master gets the... Does she? Does I she didn't hear it. She does, there's no flash. There's no visual indication. There is only the sound of a new type. I didn't hear that. She gets the... <laughs> I'll point it out. She gets the wheedly wheedly. Okay. Uh, yeah, she gets the guitar solo. Bye. <laughs> Man, what do we want to say about this episode? I like the beginning of it, but we'll get to that. I like the end of it, but we'll get to that. <laughs> it's not bad, although this this episode does... I think Tyler phrased it off mic pretty well. It's kind of the start of cleaning up loose ends. And we've seen other Gundam series kind of do this, but weirdly, like probably because of the way they did it here and in the next episode, it felt weirdly like they were trying to just tie some up, tie up some loose ends. Maybe it's because Rock Pie doesn't like the first time we really see him again. It's this episode, and he's getting aced. Yeah, like he's like, "I'm back. I have my cool mobile suit. Neat. I'm dead." What struck me about it is how odd it is watching after the movie the way we did because. This is a big escalation over the battle in the last episode because Klimnik and Mick Jack are here now and the Durette fleet is here now and it's a big battle between them and the Amerian army and it's a big escalation. It feels like a huge cluster, but it's a step down from the battle in the movie. I mean, there's makes it weird, it weird the way we're doing it because it's a huge escalation, I feel like, but we missed that because we, we already had an even bigger escalation and now we're downscaling. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you're not wrong there. Like you're entirely right in the way the like, thing connects to itself we kind of are missing the points of contact but also after the movie Bellary is in a very very much worse place than he is at the end of the previous episode to this one so this one it's like okay we end the last episode he's just used the photon torpedoes killed a whole bunch of people been screaming at mask and all that and it's like he's at a huge low moment but here he's just like Cool. Yeah, last I'm gonna go save a like, guy. Jeepers! That sure is a weird weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like in the episode with the photon torpedoes, he's just like, "Wow, that's powerful." I thought I had it on half strength. Okay, whatever. But <laughs> it's like a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, my space soup's too hot. <laughs> um, but here he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna go be like in charge now. I'm gonna go wreck some shit." Which is on us for watching it in the wrong order, not on the series, but I wanted to note it up front. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to throw that big of a monkey wrench into the pacing of no. any of the series. Me neither, because it changes so much. I think in part because they want a bunch of the feeling of this episode, which is why initially when we were planning it, I was like, oh, we should watch it after this one. But then I'm like, actually, all of the events of this episode are in the last movie, so we should not do that. I was going to ask if the next movie like begins with a climatic battle, so like it kind of keeps that the, flow. The, the first scene is the scene of Mick Jack and Klimnik on the Salamandra looking at Mashner's thirst trap quitter. <laughs> <laughs> is the first scene of the last movie, which is also, I believe, the first or second scene of this episode. I don't know. I watch these episodes very tired. After trying to go to sleep for two hours and realizing that's not going to happen, better watch these episodes because I'm definitely not going to wake up in time to watch them before we record. 
is how I watched these two episodes. So hopefully I remember anything that happened in them. <laughs> so we're watching episode 23, The Sound of a New Type. You can watch it somehow. We start on the Salamandra where Clem, Nick, Mick, Jack, and their captain are like, hey, we've got to deal with the Amerian army and mask. They got a new ship, the Bruisin. It's coming from the Capitol Tower, cruising for a Bruisin. Also, there's that lady in the direct fleet who commands the Gnosis. Who, for some strange reason, they have, like, racy swimsuit po- photos of Mashner. She's got a thirst strap Instagram, and you have to get information however you're going to get it. How else do you think she attracts the young boys to her? It's just so random. Like, clearly the captain of the Salamander has just been stalking her. Yeah. So- <laughs> and Klimnik is like, hey, captain, why do you have... Close her thirst trap Twitter. Do that on your own time. <laughs> I do kind of like how while he's like thinking with that, he's playing with his like tail. Like he that, does that like, a lot. Ponytail. I I like that as a as just a character thing. That that's just what he does when he's thinking. Yep, he's got he's got a nervous stick of playing with his ponytail. Cut to the megafauna, surrounded by so many mobile suits. Now, I feel like there are Gundam series with fewer unique mobile suits than are on the megafauna right now. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. But I think probably pretty close. Uh, then we cut to yet another ship, the Rattle Python, where Bellary is applying lotion to Ida's dad's back because <laughs> he has dry skin. It's so. What's even weirder is like, <laughs> like this is just like they're in a meeting room. This is one hundred percent a stock meeting room, but they've been converted into like beauty salon is too far a step, but it is like a. Self-care also has a different implication. It's not like a cosmetics bay, but it is like, <laughs> well, like I just like fan his, drying yourself. Well, it's like also half his half uh, her dad's office, and I don't feel like she's like drying herself off. I think she's co- trying to cool off because they talk about like later that their suits have heaters and shit in them. I just in a shampoo commercial, Zach. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, you're not wrong. She is definitely in a shampoo commercial. Meanwhile, Raraya and Nareda are, like, spraying each other with... Moisturizer, I moist- think? I'm not sure what it's supposed to be. Because um, Bellary- it looked like Nareda was drinking it previously. Bellary is clearly giving the old captain a back rub so he can get the cut TM. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally in the whole, like, uh, Morial because commercial. she's worth it. Yes. yes. And, like, anyway, was the information we gave you useful? And he's like, yes. Anyway, you should come help the Amerian army. And like, nah, we're going to go be pirates. And he's like, it's the same thing. And they're like, but possession is t- nine-tenths of the law. Well, and we're <laughs> we're, we're going to go seize the uh, now empty Kobayashi Maru. That is specifically the Amerian army's plan, because Mask left it. And Ida's like, hey, does the president want you dead? Is that why he sent you to space? He's like, oh, the president sent his own son to space. He doesn't want us dead, surely. And they're just talking about how everybody wants to cool new ships from the Venus globe, the full moon and the crescent moon. And that mask is probably going to ally with them. Yep. And they leave over an argument about whether the megafauna should be part of the American army or not. Well, more a matter of the fact that Bellry doesn't want to take orders from anybody. Be, you know, being a teenager slash a human? Yes. Checks out. <laughs> anyway, we're going to our libertarian ship. Bye. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm going to give you orders to make sure that you... uh. At least Ida has to come with uh, us to learn how to f- command a fleet. And she's like, no, I learned from Danielle. He commands a fleet of one ship. It's good enough. <laughs> I learned from him how to do command. And I'm going to stick with my brother. Oh, yeah, and she's like, yeah, I need to stay with my brother. She, and he's like, your, your brother? And she's like, surely you knew that I, he was my brother. 
And I do like that they leave, and he's like, why does she think they're brothers? <laughs> why does I she think they're siblings? <laughs> well, he specifically was like, that's not what the adoptions agency told me. <laughs> but Ida's not like, Shoot, I- I'm going to go stay with Belry and his girlfriend and his girlfriend. <laughs> it's too bad their girlfriend went back to mask. There is a cute scene of Raraya, Naredo, and Ida leaving together that like, is like, ah, oh, they're friends now. Naredo no longer wants to kill her because Belry no longer wants to fuck her. I do like that little touch that, like, mm-hmm. Ida's like, surely you knew. And I, when she leaves, he's just like, the fuck is she talking about? I don't know. It's very g but I just find it weird. It is, like, weirdly conflicting information. Also, nothing comes of her accusing him of knowing or him not knowing. I mean, that's true. That's very g I could see him being not knowing. Like, why necessarily would he know yeah. that they're siblings? It is a weird assumption on her part. Uh, so we cut to the Gnosis where Mashner is kissing all of her young boy pilots for luck before sending them off. She kisses Rockpie the most, and she's like, do a good job for me, Rockpie. I know you will. They are going to intercept Mask from reaching the full moon ship. I like, everyone's really afraid of the full moon ship, but we have no idea what it can do. That's why everybody's so afraid of it. Yeah. It is gigantic. It is so big that other ships literally are like, I guess we're going to dock in it. <laughs> I mean, it's just as big as the Crescent Moon ship, but everybody already knows it's a transport. Yeah, and, the, and they the full moon ship has weird homing lasers. They don't know that, but we do. Cut to the bridge of the Gnosis, where Mashner shows up, and the captain is, or acting captain, I guess, is asking what's going on. And Mashner's like, hey, they'll be skilled pilots, but we can leave it to rock by. The captain's like, ugh, rock by this, rock by that. She's like, you can wrap me out to the general if you want. And he's like, yeah. Not that child is. And she's like, well, he's good because his cock is so big and it feels so good. He's like, great. I'm happy for you. <laughs> that makes me wonder if they have a history together or something, but. It kind of seems to imply it. Or if he if he really wants to have a history or something like that. He's also on her OnlyFans, like <laughs> the captain of the Salamandra, but she keeps turning him down. We cut to the megafauna where we find out they took three polygots. I mean, I think we saw these previously, too. They haven't done anything. No, but they were here. They also took the three worst polygot pilots, because (laughs) while they were not great back on Venus Globe, they were effectively fighting the GIT Corps. I would like to posit a a separate thing to you. Yeah? They took the three surviving (laughs) polygot pilots. They seemed like they had a lot there just hanging out. The GIT Corps also killed an awful lot of guys when they left. It's true. It went from the Rosario 10 down to the Rosario, like, 2. These guys don't even know not to point your gun at your allies. <laughs> don't use your gun as a pointer. I mean, that is so basic. Like, you'd think that would be just day one. Don't point it at anything you don't intend to shoot. So I, maybe that guy just really intends to shoot Bellry in the back? I'm convinced that these people have never actually fired their weapons. <laughs> or piloted their mobile suits, judging by the <laughs> fact that they're, like, shaky and going all over the place. I mean... I would actually really buy that they'd never actually fired them. Because we get that kind of feeling out of a lot of the Toa Songan guys right away, too. Because this is kind of supposed to be the first, like, major conflict In, that like, any of years. these guys have really fought. I would buy that, except, again, this is one of the few factions we have seen in combat separate from the main war, right? I mean, they I, could be newbies. I like, guess. Like, I guess that makes sense. But they, you would think they would send some, like, decent veterans as their envoy. 
or at least one. They think they would send a Delinson to keep these two kids in line. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have them available. Maybe the other guys are out of action because they're injured and they're in the medical base. We have to stay here in case there are more GIT core guys here. I mean, more of like maybe they have one guy who's in charge at the at this point because of the fact that all the other lower officers have basically been killed. It well, just like- didn't look like there was that sort of slaughter at Venus Globe. Yeah. You miss you remember that very differently than I do. Yeah, they they killed a lot of the yeah, yeah, like they killed like a squad they killed like a force of guys. I feel like that they didn't send all their guys there. We don't the thing is we don't know how many polygots they had. That's true. So maybe the GIT Corps killed twenty guys and they only had twenty five. And the other two are needed to patch up the hole in space. <laughs> <laughs> so Danielle zips up his flight suit to be like, Okay, there's gonna be a battle over the full moon ship. We're gonna be there, I guess, to watch. Clem Nick and Mick Jack are like, oh man, it's going to be tough to stop Mask, especially with his reinforcements coming. And Mick Jack makes fun of Clem Nick for taking a nap. <laughs> and I'm not sure if he's just supposed to be absolutely outraged or embarrassed. The captain goes scarlet. I assume he was uh, scrolling Mashner's Instagram again. Well, it's just the way Clem Nick or uh, Mick Jack responds to Clem Nick. I got the feeling that he was super embarrassed about them con- just having this conversation in the open. Cut to Becker, who is part of the reinforcements. going to be like, all right, our cool Wuxia team is going to destroy them after we fire our big guns we brought. Going into battle in space with his flight suit unzipped and unsecured. He zips it up before he gets to battle. Look, he, uh, Becker has only flaws, but... Uh, it's the opposite of only fans, <laughs> but... He does at least not die because he didn't suit. Uh, he wasn't in a spacesuit. He dies because uh, Rockpie needed to kill before he died. I want to kill the guy who killed Rockpie. They've got these like gun scooters. Yeah, they were. Sure. We're in the movie, and I believe the previous episode as well. They're I very similar like... to the Alencadas that the Direct Fleet has. I kind of like them. Yeah, they're honestly. like a, they're kind of like the sleds from Shars Counterattack, but with giant guns on them. I'm just not entirely sure why they all get off of them. I assume because they can remote fire them because they do that. So it, it's a distraction. Luckily, Mick Jack has her cool coffin bits from the movie, which are just little funnels that look like little transformer guys <laughs> that can shoot beams to stop these beams. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say it. the coffin bits are kind of adorable. They yeah. are, yeah. <laughs> look, that's why we haven't ranked the Hecate yet is this is the first time we're seeing the coffin bits. And they're worth considering. <laughs> anyway, Clem Nick is like, ah, oh, Mick, good job. Can you tell that I, Clem Nick, a genius, have come with a refill for your coffin bits? I think he has to say that because Minoski particles have been spread, so that's his way of telegraphing to the audience that he's doing that. Oh, it's interesting that, or at least interesting to me, that the, the bits that the Hecate deploys are not, like, retrievable. They're kind of just like chaff. Well, that's yeah. why they're called coffin bits. They just go out and die. Fair point. Anyway, the Gnosis is here now, and Klimnik has to defend an attack on three fronts because the Megafauna isn't here yet. And so Klim knocks on the Salamandra and is like, hey, start firing, assholes. Start doing your job. But And here comes Rock Pie. And the Guy Trash. The Salamandra tries to shoot him down, but the Guy Trash has the cool big beam curtain, so he blocks it all. And Guy Trash is like, I am invincible! Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and then Nasher's like, hey, um... Aim with your beam so you don't kill Rock Pie, please. And the captain's like, oh, Rock Pie this. No friendly <laughs> fire that. <laughs> like, he's piloting your most advanced suit. Come on, dude. 
Also, just avoid friendly fire. Usually not a bad idea. I mean, that's pretty standard. Don't hit our own guys. I like how everyone just refers to Klimnik as Genius Klim now. <laughs> well, that's his, he's changed his name. <laughs> <laughs> They're also all kind of fed up with his shit. Uh, they can only speculate on what Bellary's going to do, though, because Bellary went out with an advanced team of Raraya, Curbs, and the three polygots. For some reason. Hey, Nareda's there, too. You're right. Well, because of to reinforce the polygamy. <laughs> because, as Zach said, Nareda's there, too. <laughs> well, they really needed the uh, they really needed the navigator and the G Lucifer. Also, two nameless guys who are in the same suit as Curbs, who's na- a suit that's name refuses to stay in my head. The GIT one he got, and they have a cool communication wire. And Bellary's like, "Hey, whatever you do, don't randomly go towards the light like you're some sort of moth, <laughs> a space moth, if you will." And Bellary's like, "Hey, Raya, keep an eye on these two morons or these three morons. I'm gonna go get a good look at the battle up there." It's worth noting that he's wearing the perfect pack again. Well, he didn't take it off in the TV series. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, he wasn't absolutely horrified at what the photon torpedoes could do, remember? But it is worth pointing out to the audience that in this continuity, he did not go, Ah, my backpack, it is cursed. So he is still wearing it. We get an eye catch. It's a new year, and here in the new year, we only have wholesome, non-cursed backpacks. Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 23 of our recap of Gundam Rankin Gisa and G. We are very much in the home stretch at this point. As I mentioned a couple times, creator of Madoka Magica, Gen Urobochi, thought that this series nailed the landing. And, uh, and folks, if it does, we're coming in hot. There's lots of loose threads to wrap up, everything's very chaotic. I don't see how we're going to make the landing. Um, <laughs> and spoilers, I have watched all this series by this point. Anywho, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm not going to do an ad spot. It's the first episode of the new year. I don't think we need an ad spot for that. So for now, I'm just going to say happy 2024. Um, I hope things go your way. That's a common New Year's wish. Enjoy your New Year's grapes. Go look that up. Okay, bye. We have a little dance break. And cut to Naredo and Mariah being like, man, sure is crazy out there. And Mariah's like, ah, they're probably just hitting asteroids and shit. It just looks like a bunch of explosions no matter what. But Klimnik, a genius, manages to hit the guy trash with missiles. And blow off half of its, like, halo thing. The guy trash responds with its own missiles, but Klimnik is a genius and evades. It looked like he mostly just blocked it with his shield. That's that's, that's a form of evasion. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Kinda. It's a, it's both AC. He evaded injury. I mean, it all comes out in the wash when you're doing your HP pool. Exactly. Unless you're playing Mechton Zeta and your H- your shield has HP and different sections of your shield have HP <laughs> and then your arm has a separate HP, but the connector between your shield and your arm also has HP and it can be sniped with a critical hit. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so Klimnik tells the commander of the Salamandra or I guess reminds because he says he knows that the plan is they're just a distraction and Ida's old man is going to go board the Kobayashi Maru and therefore victory. They just have to distract everyone here. So really he's just telling the audience. And he's like, why are you upset about this captain? And he's like, Meh. I just don't like being an exposition machine. <laughs> Mick Jack shows up to report that the Gnosis has started fighting with the Bruised and Nick's like, oh man, even better. We can just chill axe. I can take another nap while they kill each other. <laughs> you want to watch me ma- nap, Mick Jack? A Mick nap? 
and Becker is showing up and he's really offended that um Well that they're falling for not... the genius's plan. He's like, clearly a genius Clem Nick is just gonna let us fight each other. Why did the ship show up to fight? <laughs> Rock Pie also has to retreat to back up the Gnosis, but he's still at seventy to eighty percent of his power, so he'll be fine. Unfortunately the Gnosis might not be because they're terrible at evading. Well, and um Rock Pie is like the captain of the Bruzen is, or not the Bruzen, whatever their the, ship the is, Nossus. the Nossus, is terrible at his job, so Mashner, you should just do it. Bellary goes up kind of close, and he's like, ah, oh, that's a lot of beam fire. I don't want to get any closer. And then Apollo gets, I was supposed to stay behind, rams into him. He's like, ah, oh, sorry. I, get, I uh, failed my will save and turned into a space moth. And that was, <laughs> it was just a real shiny battle. And Raria is like literally hurting sheep video game style, trying to stop the Polygates from flying into this <laughs> mass of death. As he's like, I'm just so distracted by the light, and uh, Naredo's like, you idiot, don't go towards that. And I mean, Naredo, the only one in this whole batch that has absolutely no military training, being the smart one. Well, to be fair, Raya and Bell- like Bellary is like, okay, I'm the experienced one, I'll go closer. He is doing it tactically is not the right turn, but he is aware of what he's doing, purposely. That's the word I want. He is doing it purposely. And Raraya is just, like, trying to push people away. Again, like video game sheep. So Becker starts fighting, I just want to call him Guy Trash, Rock Pie. <laughs> he is also Guy Trash. Yes. But guy, the Guy Trash is too strong, and it, he uses his beam curtain to grapple Becker. And Becker's like, I didn't know you could do that! <laughs> and, he's, and finally, Becker is dead. I say finally, like, he's Ali Al Sanchez, and we've been raiding, <laughs> and it's not just the wiki foretold his death far, far too early. No, Becker is just like, I didn't read the grapple rules. And then we cut back to the polygate that just flies into an explosion. <laughs> and, like, just decides, I'm going to get involved in this, and I'm going to go pick a fight with the thing that just killed Pecker. Uriah goes to try and save them, but Bellry stops him and he's like, man, I'm having sad new type feelings. You stay here. I'll go do it. And then Sagara kicks in for some reason, just for Bellry shouting about how, how he's going to go fight as the G-Self. It's like a shot of Bellary and then a shot of the G-Self that was drawn at like 700% detail. <laughs> and then we get the Polygate participant. Just shooting at part- the guy trash for no apparent reason. He's and earning Rock that Pai's participation like- trophy. He's also screaming. And Rockpie's like, why did this guy fly into melee and start shooting me with a gun provoking an attack of opportunity? What, what does this guy think he's doing? Is he space crazy? Anyway, he's dead. Uh, so then the Mar- the Morans that are escorting the guy trash go to fight Bellary, who has shown up to avenge the Polygate. They get Kiriyama toed, by which I mean all of their guns are exploded. <laughs> the guy trash <laughs> shoots with it, the top of its head. <laughs> it's got head Vulcans. It's just in the, they're not usual head Vulcans. They're in the top of the head. <laughs> so Bellary, once again proving that he's a good pilot, kicks the guy trash in, in the crotch, <laughs> but only after activating high torque mode on the uh, perfect backpack, which just makes his part green. So you go like, high torque punch. The guy trash surrounds him in beam curtain, but the perfect backpack has omnidirectional lasers. The, the, <laughs> the perfect backpack has everything else. It has like, ev- And it gets to make up new stuff, too. Uh, then it goes into assault mode and shotguns the hell out of the guy trash inside its beam curtain and rock by explode, yelling Mashner's name. We cut to Mashner, who gets a new type sound effect. No flash but a sound effect, and then just starts floating in space towards the captain who spanks her. And she's like, no, my man, I should have known sending Rock Pie into space 
for combat, I can lose a treasure. No. <laughs> and uh, Bellry is freezing. Yeah. For some reason. As the guy trash debris is just, again, for a brief moment of Sagara, just like slamming into the G-Self. It's a really cool effect. And the rest of Becker's wushias are like, yeah, we're leaving now. I don't know what that was, but it's above our pay grade. But Raraya and Naredo show up with the G-Lucifer and it's ass blasters. <laughs> Give them covering fire. And they start shooting towards the Gnosis, but it's between and Nashner sees and is like, oh man, that's the light that killed Rock Pie. And the captain of the Gnosis is freaking out, just shooting, trying to escape. And it's like, oh no, our barrage is too thin. And Mashner, while crying, is like, nah, it's good enough because they're going to keep just shooting that massive ass beam between us, <laughs> and that will help cover our retreat. A master astroblaster, if you will. <laughs> kind of gives the feeling through this episode that Mashner is actually a more competent captain than the captain, but she can't actually do the job because she's too high a rank. Yeah, it is another weird thing. It's the same thing as like we talk about with Klimnik, just hanging out on the ship, being like, hey, Captain, and Mask also being like, hey, Captain, I should have your job, but I'm a mobile suit pilot sometimes. <laughs> but Mashner isn't even a mobile suit pilot. That's why I say, like, it feels like she's a like a staff officer. Like, she's actually a capable officer in this respect, but they have her at, like, at the staff level, so she actually can't command the ship because of the way... Uh, chain of command works i was gonna say she's uh one of the named flavors of dorita i'm sorry doritos um <laughs> is my <laughs> mashner ranch doritos oh, i was gonna say thirst trap mashner <laughs> that does sound like a like a one piece captain name <laughs> <laughs> but mariah contacts bellry and is like hey what's wrong are you hurt and he's like no nah, i just feel cold and Naredo's like hey is your suit have power and it's like, yeah, my butt's all sweaty, so my heater is working. I'm just freezing. It's almost like I had a new type response or something. And Naredo is very, like, polite to him. And Raya is just like, dude, stop fucking around. You could die. And he's like, but I have the perfect backpack. And, like, I mean, that's just its name. <laughs> it's like if you were piloting the Invincibility Star. And, like, now I'm invincible. <laughs> It's not how it works. But Naredo also piles on and is like, Do you, it, that's just a name. It doesn't mean you're invincible. Uh, Curbs interrupts their threesome, though, to be like, hey, what's up? And Bellar's like, I don't know. I just feel bad about that person from Venus Globe who was, I, it was my fault that he turned into a moth and fell and, and then just flew into an explosion for no reason. And the two other polygots are like, it's okay. Neither of us like Steve yeah, anyway. Yeah, that guy was an idiot. <laughs> Bellary's like, I need water. Cut to Mask, who has successfully rendezvoused with the full moon ship, and they're like, we're going into port. And he's like, did you say going into port? He's like, well, it's a metaphor, but we're practically docking, so. <laughs> and Manny's like, yeah, see how big it is? Cut inside to Rosenthal. He's like, oh, cool, our G-Rack. I didn't think we were going to get that back. Did you bring our G-Lucifer, too? And then a Barara shows up, and Rosenthal's like, ooh. I, I like uh, Rosenthal opens his helmet, and his hair just, like, <laughs> pops out. It's really funny. <laughs> Anyway, Manny says, like, hey, Flaminia, what's up? And she's like, we're like you, Kuntala. We should all team up. And Mask is like, my name is Lewin Lee. Please call me Mask. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's gone back to actually acknowledging his name. Yeah, because his girlfriend's here. Anyway, Kuhn is like, aw, Commander Kia wasn't planning an invasion of Earth. I'm not going to tell you what he was planning, but we should all team up. Anyway, that's Yggdrasil. It's basically a giant beam cannon on a ship. 
it's a pyramid. Even it was Commander Kia's idea. Wasn't he great? He was like, we should build a pyramid and shoot Earth with it. That <laughs> <laughs> guy looks at, like, at uh, Barad is like, don't you respect him so much? And she's like, I don't even know who you're fucking talking about. <laughs> but this thing looks fun. She's she was like, like I-, I bet I won't have to replace a bunch of computer chips on this thing. She's like, oh, a small girl that wants to shoot Earth with a pyramid laser? Kia would have loved you. <laughs> that was uh, that was Mick Jack. It was yes. I feel like Barara also no, had something. She had one that was falling apart. She yep. wasn't. Re- she wasn't like replacing things midway through. But it was not working quite right. Cut back to Bellary's team getting back, and Bellary's like, "Yeah, I just decided I'd get changed to calm down. My boxers got lost somehow. He was sweating a lot, and I didn't turn off my webcam in case the girls went to watch. And the girls like, "Why didn't you turn off your webcam?" I mean, here's my bigger question. Bellary, why do you have a change of clothes in the cockpit? (laughs) (laughs) It's standard issue. In case of emergencies. What if there's a hole in your spacesuit, Zach? I just... That you need to strip down entirely to switch to your other spare spacesuit with a leak in your spacesuit, which presumably found out about because there's a leak in the cockpit. What if you take... Look, the G-Self is a personal Gundam. We know that. What if you take it to your girlfriend's place? (laughs) So, unlike the new Gundam that had the girlfriend seat, he's got the, like, tux drawer. Yeah. Uh, This is the first time we've seen him put it on, like, the skin-tight, like, undersuit, and he appears to fasten it as though it is Velcro, and I don't know how well that would hold up in space. I mean, I'm not sure how well the zippers would either, so... Space zippers. I guess that might explain why Danielle was struggling with it so much. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a hermetically sealed space suit. (laughs) It's a hermetically sealed space zipper. So the Bellary team makes it back to the Megafauna, which is rendezvoused with the entire Amerian fleet and the Crescent Moon ship. So I think they're the biggest fleet on Earth now. The Brett fleet might be larger. Technically, they're above Earth. In the Earth sphere, what do you want? How big Earth? In Earth and national waters. Yeah, they're going by Earth time here, surely. You know, Earth has one time, right? We yep. can decide on one time for Earth, surely. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. <laughs> I guess the, the rattle python was like, all these people on our side, and then we get, get a brief tableau of all the people on their side. I mean, this episode isn't bad, really. It's just one of those weird... I think the, this episode suffers a lot from the fact that we watched the movie. That's why I brought it up at the beginning, because I think the episode is pretty good, but the movie accomplished most of what this episode did and mixed it with previous events, pacing-wise. The only thing it didn't really get to is Rock Pie's death, and I guess also the Polygates being here and that guy's death being sort of thematically relevant, even if it's not very well done. Well, I think also, I think um, adding in the, the fact that the G-Self's like photon torpedoes, like them being actually a very big deal and Bellary not wanting to use the perfect backpack because of how much power it has. Because like we still don't see that here. He's kind of on the side of, Hey, look how cool this perfect backpack is. He doesn't he's actually the- riding it a little bit too much. Like when Raraya and Nareda are talking to him, he's just like, I have the G-Self in the perfect backpack. It's fine. But he doesn't use the photon torpedoes again, which I think is relevant. But he just uses all its other cool features like turning red to have cool guns and turning <laughs> green to do good punches. Well, it's red for the assault pack. Yes, and green for the high torque pack. Exactly. So, you know, how all the uh, and those pink previous... for the trickiness. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the tricky pack. Let's try spinning. That's a pink trick. <laughs> but the uh, all those previous episodes were like, we have created a new thing for the G-Self, like the high torque pack. Did you like it? Cool. You're never going to see it again. 
You have a high point, Tyler. I think it's actually going to be Mashner's reaction to Rock Pie's death and how she manages to keep her cool while also like mourning his loss. Um, oh, that was going to be mine. I, I guess mine too, Al. Chili. Um, I guess also the fact that uh, we have confirmed new types in this universe. I guess Mashner is one of them. Zach? Huh. Tyler took the easy one. Because Tyler took that one, I think it's going to be Raya and Naredo kind of chewing Bellary out after he's like, but I'm invincible. And they're both like, no, you're fucking not. I'm going to go with the fight between the G-Self and the guy trash. Despite it being very play sets and toys, it's not because... Gundam models don't work like that, so it <laughs> feels less that way, and I think we get a very brief, cool ca- uh, showcase of what the guy tra- trash can do, why the G-Self guy trashes it. Do you have a low point, Tyler? Uh, the terrifying tale of the Mothman from Venus <laughs> Globe. It's just... <laughs> they just set the worst possible pilots with them. <laughs> it's so bad. Zach? Uh, let me think. What's, the, what's my low point? I think it's going to be... The scene in the wardroom slash shampoo commercials slash inspector general's office. Bellary on the SSN? Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Like, I kind of know why that scene is there, but the scene is weird. It's a weird framing device for it, right? Like, they could have been having the conversation under any other context. Like, are you, is it fan service? Is that why you've got the inspector general's shirt <laughs> off? Like... What? Why? Oh, Inspector Goosian. <laughs> so it it's like the scene is fine. Like what it's trying to relay, even if Ida's assertion is weird, it's more of the context of why is this scene. What's your low point, Jeremy? Um, I've been thinking on it. I think I'm going to go with Mashner kissing all the boys. Like I like <laughs> most of her sexuality in this episode and generally. But it seems weird that she, like, does this weird long hug and kiss on the cheek with all of the boys before they go out and pilot. It's like a mom sending all of her kids to school. It's kind of Only weird. sexier. Only sex- it's like a mommy sending all of her kids to school. <laughs> exactly. Stacy's mom has got it going on. Oh, wait, do we have to be careful of that? D- does that run us into a potential copyright? <laughs> yeah. Zach, your voice is bad enough that it will not. But if Tyler <laughs> were to say it. You have an MVP, Tyler? I guess it's Bellry for, like, saving a bunch of people and also acing Rock Pie. I almost wanted to give it to Rock Pie, but... Zach? I'm actually sorely tempted to give it to Mashner. That would also be my instinct, spoiler. Actually, I think I'm going to, because she's, like, weirdly, she is kind of the emotional heart of this episode. Yeah, I'll plus one that. Like I said, I like weirdly into her sexuality we get, mostly because of how comfortable she is with it, I think. Uh, That's just, like, a weird and different thing. We have a ton of mobile suits that we're going to have to add to our list, and G-Reco is only going to give us more. So. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the guy trash gets trashed this episode. Let's start with that. It reminds me of the Grimoire visually, but I personally like it a lot more than the Grimoire. I do, too. I think it's got a dumb power set, but a dumb I like. I'm out of voted already here, but I actually kind of prefer the Grimoire. I'm not a huge fan of most of the guy trash's like weapon locations and whatnot. What, what you don't and like I, the Vulcans on top of the head? Yeah, or they're totally useless. And I'm not a huge fan of like the way its main like beam curtain, the mantle, is like in a halo in its head. Like I'm not real fond of that. So it, it's just a shower curtain for space. Yeah, it really is, and I really dislike that. I also personally like it more than the Grimoire Red Beret. I'm more torn on that. I like I, the, the Red Beret's color scheme. 
is a lot better than the regular grimoire, uh, which puts it way ahead for me. I think I like the guy trash a little bit more, but only a little bit. It's like, it's a bit blockier and beefier. Can I try to convince you otherwise? Yes, you can. So I prefer the Grimoire Red Beret, and in large part, I like the the Red Beret because, like, it has those, like, extendable arms and, like, the blade arms and legs that it has on there. I also really like the backpack the Red Beret is always carrying. I think that adds a lot to kind of bulk up the Grimoire and make it feel more like a full, complete unit. Make it less of a Grimoire and more of a tome. <laughs> Whereas the guy trash doesn't really have anything beyond, hey, look, I have a shower curtain in space. It does have a really cool shower curtain in the space. Um, and like you said, the Red Beret does have a much better color scheme. That almost convinced me. I think overall I like the guy trash's body design enough that I, I think I'm going to give it to the guy trash. That's fair. The thing is, I don't like the Grimoires very much, and you guys do, so now we're in a thing where I'm like, oh man, it's below like everything here. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I like it more than the Legau, because I don't like the wolf as much as you guys do. I like the Legau quite a bit. It, that's the double wolf, right? Yes. yes. That's the, that's the, I guess I think of it as a tiger, because he's got it painted in the tiger scheme. I think I prefer the Legau. Okay, is that, so you're both saying Legau is better? Yes. I don't like it as much as the Providence, and it's dumb starfish back. I agree. Final question, better or worse than the Akatsuki Gundam? Huh. <laughs> the camouflage is for Sissy's Gundam. All Gundams are that. But this is especially... Well, if they were fighting in El Dorado, Zach, it would be perfectly blended. I think I prefer the Akatsuki. I think I do, too. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the Akatsuki's just solid gold scheme. If I take the solid gold scheme off of it and just, like, basically superimpose, like, a Gundam scheme to it... I like the body shape and the styling a lot more. It's just hard to tell that because it's solid freaking gold. All right, so uh, the guy crash goes. So the guy trash goes at number sixty-two above the Grimoire Red Beret and below the Akatsuki Gundam. Uh, guy crash is such a better name than the guy trash. <laughs> the guy trash crashes in. The guy uh, crash sounds like a Mike guy attack though. <laughs> it's just him tackling someone. I mean, that sounds not- like dynamic entry two guy crash. You're not wrong, but it's like, hey, this is the guy trash. What is it? Absolute shit. Next, we should do the polygat, because I believe this is the biggest uh, showcase the polygat <laughs> gets. And also, there are so many mobile suits for Get It Forget from g And the wiki will not help us, because no one has bothered to uh, put details on them. I don't like the polygat that much. I think it will start at the Montero. I definitely don't like it as much as that. I don't either. I kind of like its shield, like the way they have the shield design. Yeah, the half shield Um, is pretty cool. And the fact that it's got kind of that like cutout where you could conceivably put the gun. But other than that, like I don't like the majority of the mobile suit. That and the Montero's got a sweet loadout. It does. I don't like it as much as the Morin either because the Morin has that distinctive insectness. Really, it's more that like I like the idea of like a Centurion shield. And I like the idea of the hole in the shield, but the half centurion shield just really Yeah, it's it the shield is too small for, for my my personal taste. Like I like the design, I like the fact that they have that there, but it's like it's like a buckler size. It needed to be like tower shield. It's not a centurion shield, it's a pentagenarian and shield. So that that's mine. I th- I think I agree with Jeremy. I think I do like it more than the K Sith. Although the K Sith at least has the wings. I think I prefer the Kate Sith. Honestly, to the Polygate. I think I prefer the Polygate just because it's like, like it's a more interesting design to me. The, the Kate Sith is kind of boring, even though it is like more in line with the Capital Army's like mobile suit design. I don't like it as much as the Bifron, which at least has rocket kick. <laughs> 
Plus, it's pink. I'm not a huge fan of either one, but I think I prefer the Bifron. It's got a little bit more in the way of unique things going on. I don't like it as much as the Din. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I think the head fin on the Din really puts it over for me. I don't like either one. I think I agree with you, especially because I think the Polygate has a worse color scheme than the Din. Why is it colored like Sherbert? Final question, is it better or worse than the Luxon from Buddy Complex? The Luxon is like nothing to me. It's like if you asked me to imagine a mobile suit I had forgotten, then I would imagine the Luxon. <laughs> so I would say the Polygate is better, but I'm willing to hear arguments. I think I prefer the Luxon, but a lot of why I like the Luxon is uh, really what it looks like when it activates its the Buddy system. You know, when it, when they've got like all of the wings and shit out, like it looks really good because it also gives it that color balance. But when it's just sitting there, it's got like, it's like, I'm white with blue trim. I think I'll have to give it to the Luxon very slightly. The Polar Gate doesn't have a whole lot going for it. They're very equally footed, in my opinion, though. Okay, so the Polar Gate goes at 128 above the K-Sith and below the Luxon. I saved the best for last. It's time to put the Hecate on the list. Hell yeah. I like uh, the Hecate the least. It has a great armament and a great pilot, but I think the suit itself looks terrible. I actually really like the look of the Hecate. I think it's got a pretty good loadout. I actually like its color scheme. And, I mean, it's got a chain gun with a beam chainsaw bayonet. Look, he's a good weapons. I want to steal all its weapons. I just want to put them on something else. I actually like it. I really like it. I really like the fact that it's a big, beefy design. It's It's got an okay silhouette. I don't feel very strongly about it. I like the fact that it's purple. Um, it's pink. Big to differ. <laughs> Fuchsia? I like it more than the guy trash. I do. I definitely like it more than the guy trash. I do too. Is the guy trash our highest recon Gisa in G suit? <laughs> the G self has got to be on there. G self isn't on there yet. I thought one of the G selfs was. A couple of the G selfs are. The, the of course they might be pretty. They might be down low. I don't. I'm not a huge okay, fan. The G self assault pack is our highest recon Gisa in G mobile suit. How do we think it compares to the assault pack? That's the red one, right? Yes. Not as good as the assault pack, in my opinion. Um, pretty close, actually, but. I think I like it more than the the assault pack. The assault pack is honestly it puts it too far into mobile armor territory That's for fair. me. They're very close. They're very close for me because I like what I like about the assault pack is how it's like a, a auxiliary unit, or it can snap on and be a mobile suit. I like that about it, and I think especially with the color balance, I like the assault pack more. Although it's definitely close for me, it does not have a chain minigun, which is an objectively rad ass weapon. So. A minigun. With a beam chainsaw bayonet. It's so extra. So speaking about extra, how do we think it compares to the Gundam Desipel? Another mobile suit that I don't really like the design on with those big chunky wings. And when I was saying it out loud, I was expecting to say below, but I think I've just talked myself into saying, I think I like the Hecate more than the Death Scythe Hell, personally. Mm, the Death Scythe Hell. Not the Death Scythe Hell custom, right? No, yeah, not the Endless Watch version. The See- that's the part I always run into. Whenever I'm like, Death Scythe Hell, I think I always immediately think the Death Scythe Hell cu- Endless Waltz custom. That's because that's the good one. So I think I, I think because of the fact that the first thought is not, mobile suit. <laughs> yeah, not that version, I think I agree with Jeremy. All right, the Hecate goes at number 48 below the G-Self Assault Pack above the Gundam Death Scythe Hell. Good job, Mick Jack. That'll do it for this week. Any other thoughts on this episode, guys? It's not bad, but I would not recommend watching it right after watching movie four. I'm really confused how the series is going to end. I don't understand what conflict they're trying to resolve at this point, other than, hey guys, let's not do a war. 
And that seems like kind of an anticlimactic note to end the series on. You can't so. do a war if everybody else who would potentially be doing a war against you is dead. You can't do a war if humanity has been wiped out. <laughs> nuke yes. from orbit, it's the only way to be sure. Exterminatus. Uh, and be sure to have the nuke Venus too, just in case. All right, we will be back next week with episode 24 of Reconquista NG, Space Kaleidoscope. Listen with rapt attention.